it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. Wow. With me, as always, is uh, Benji Chester and Akiva uh, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. Uh, I feel like we're in a real rhythm. You know, I was nervous about being unprofessional, about being like four minutes late to this record, but it yeah. sounds like there's a baby who's really been with us the whole way here that's acting way less professional than I am. You know, he's been great for, you know, the, lot, the first 10 podcasts of his life, but I guess... Uh, mm-hmm. He, you know, this is the uh, one of the crappiest teams we've discussed yet, and he is really not interested in uh, talking about Joe Burrow or the Cincinnati Bengals today. So a little disappointed by uh, Ben's performance here. And uh, because we're talking Bengals, that means as we do every year, we are welcoming our uh, longtime Bengals guest, sixth appearance or something, I don't even know if he can tell us, Zach Sosta. So Zach, welcome back to 32 Fans. How many times have you been with us before? Um, I think this is six or seven. Oh, okay. Uh, Seventh, yeah, because uh, I think you previewed a playoff game for us once. Yeah, we did that. Uh, yeah. back time. when you guys used to, uh, you know, lose the first round of the playoffs every year with uh, Marv and Andy Dalton, but it's a new era in Cincinnati. Were you with us last year? Last year, uh, I don't remember if you were, but last year I picked uh, uh, Coach Taylor to be coach of the year, and I thought the Bengals would go eight and eight, so I was slightly off. It's a little off there. Yes. Uh, I we did do it, yes, last year. I think two years ago, we said, yeah, that. although I. I Probably at this point, you're probably happier with how last year ended and the fact that you have borrowed than if you had been eight and eight and not made the playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. I couldn't have worked out better. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's jump right into it. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, pr- probably more hyped than any quarterback drafted since, what would you say, Akiva? Um, Andrew Luck, maybe? Um, well, definitely not more uh, hyped than Luck. So if you look, if you work like backwards. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, like, definitely less hype than luck. So I'm just trying to think if, yeah. if that works. Like, Cam, kind of. I just, know, Cam I mean, was coming the, in off. I was off, so like, into the Burrow porn sale. last year. And mm-hmm. just, he had one of, the, one of the best seasons I've really ever seen in college. And, but it was just, it was a way that translates to the pros. The way that he would sort of be rolling out, keep both hands on the ball in, you know, in a crowd. He, you know, not, not to fumble, not to turn the ball over. While his eyes were downfield the entire time, he really looked like a professional quarterback. In, in such a way, and like Andy Dalton, we've been, I think, bigger Andy Dalton fans than sort of the, the casual NFL fan who loves to, to dunk on Dalton. He was an above-average quarterback, uh, you know, with one borderline MVP season until he got injured in Cincinnati, and he did well enough to get them to the playoffs, you know, year after year, but Burrow's ceiling is much higher than that. Much higher than Andy Dalton's? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would have to agree. Wait, can we just go over, before we get, like, super into the Bengals, uh, yeah. Zach and Alex, 
All right, I'm just going to give you the quarterbacks uh, drafted first in the post-luck era, okay? The first number one overall pick or anybody in the first It has round? to be number one overall pick because okay, it, yeah. if, you, if your luck level excitement, unless there's like two guys and it's like a, a Manning Leaf situation, but there hasn't really been one since then. Where it's well, like, yeah, we had Wentz, right? Wentz and Goff, and Goff you know, two if you're one. old, Bledsoe yeah. and Meyer. But, um, okay, so since Andrew Luck, I, I mixed it up. Cam was before Andrew Luck, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. We have Jameis. I'd say yeah. less, less than yeah. Uh, James Mariota were you know also the top two picks, right? Yeah, I'd say yeah. Goff is less for sure. Goff, Goff came up. You know, Goff was never like, oh, he's obviously gonna be the number one the you know entire college football season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a little no, tricky, I mean, a little smaller. Darnold but, was for most of the year expected to be the first pick in that draft. Yeah, yeah. Baker came up uh, and 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 topped those guys, and then Kyler Murray last year also. You can't put him above. He had yeah, too many not, question yeah. marks. Yeah. So he, yes, the answer is yes. The most since luck and can. Yeah. Although Burrow, you know, if he had come out a year earlier and he would never have, he wouldn't have even been a first round pick. So he wasn't a guy who was sort of preordained for years the way like a Peyton Manning was. He was just a guy who had just such an incredible season for LSU. I want to know, Zach, what have you, what, obviously there's been almost nothing to go on other than a few, I mean, I don't even know how many beat writers the Bengals have, you know, tweeting out what he's been doing. What are the very, very, very obscenely early reports on Burrow and camp? Um, the early reports are through the Zoom meetings and everything. He picked up the playbook really well. The guys are all uh, very impressed with his leadership, um, that he's not nervous like a rookie. He even said he's kind of surprised that he's not more nervous. Uh, the first few practices, the first one went really well. The second one was a little shaky. Today was a little bit better. Um, but they're saying he's doing uh, a great job. Uh, there's a really funny uh, uh, video out there of the entire defense chasing him because they got through the offensive line. But they're saying he's doing a really nice job. He threw his first pick today, though. Uh, he's also been a great leader, you know, off the field on Twitter. Even he's leading college football players. He's not even in college anymore. Yeah, he's uh, uh, definitely still trying to get them to play football for the, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. He was uh, out front. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, the offense that he's stepping foot into. So Andy Dalton, you know, one of the challenges for him was that his annual Pro Bowl receiver, A.J. Green, missed most of the last two years and now he's i think 32 years old as the season starts tyler boyd has emerged as a very solid uh you know slot middle of the of the field type of receiver and uh they drafted t higgins in the second round but you know if if aj green isn't back to being aj green and obviously after two injured years and at the age of 32 it's a risk that's a lot of pressure on higgins right yeah, I mean, we are, we're actually uh, – the wide receiver is one of our deepest positions. Like, A.J. Green's obviously still our big-name superstar. We'll see what A.J. Green we still have. But Tyler Boyd is coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons and T. Higgins' second-round pick. We also yeah. – uh, last year, Auden Tate, I don't know if you've seen his highlight reel. He was um, – he has some pretty spectacular catches. And then um, – I mean, so you have, like, weapons like Auden Tate and then uh, John Ross. Well, Auden Tate and John Ross are the kind of guys who, like, everyone has sniffed in their fantasy league's waivers. But, you know, they're, they're, they haven't really – and I do know, you know, Tate has made a couple of great catches, but neither one of those guys is a guy who you expect to be getting, you know, 10 targets a week. What was Ross's deal? He, he left because of COVID or someone in his family had COVID and he just came back today or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, people in his family had COVID, so he went home. And so he just reported back that he's coming back today so you can just get tested so they're saying you'll be back as soon as saturday yeah but you do have a point they do have five you know at least nfl caliber wide receivers and my team has really had like two and a half for a while so so this is this is aj's 10th year alex do you have aj green near the hall of fame no so he's an interesting he's really done nothing for two years yeah he made the pro bowl each of the first seven years of his career 
Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, necessarily making the Pro Bowl means anything, but, you know, it doesn't, it, it means, I guess it means something. Um, but he was, you know, he was far behind, like, uh, you know, like Antonio Brown, for example, who was sort of his contemporary. And he definitely, I think, needed it to, I mean, he need look, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of receivers who play at an AJ Green level for 15 years who aren't even in the Hall of Fame yet, just because they're such a glut, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think he's, you know, and, and if, his, if his career is over, if he does not sort of turn it around and have a number of more Pro Bowl seasons, he, there's no chance he's going to make the Hall of Fame because, you know, Reggie Wayne isn't in the Hall of Fame and Torrey Holt isn't in the Hall of Fame and Anquan Bolden isn't in the Hall of Fame and Heinz Ward isn't in the Hall of Fame. So I don't think you could argue that, that A.J. Green deserves to make it above any of those guys, right? Isn't it weird that Heinz Ward is just the assistant receivers coach for the Jets the last couple of years? Like, wasn't he like a TV guy? Isn't, isn't that strange that he's like making like 90 grand working for the Jets in anonymity. Well, you got to work your way up, I guess. Yeah, but I guess he... No, a guy that famous usually gets to start as a position coach, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's not good. But why, Akiva, do you think well, AJ uh, Green... I have AJ Green right now at number 31 all time. No, he's not, a, he's not a famer. I, I want I to ask... He could uh, be. If his career was halfway through, he would be, but right. He's definitely right, behind... Who, he's behind Julio and behind Antonio Brown among his contemporaries. I don't want to hear from Alex. I want to hear from yeah. Zach about Zach. Tell us about Zach Taylor. <laughs> About coach um mm-hmm. so i mean we'll really see uh what he's made of this year they're they're all talking about how the culture is better than it's ever been uh we actually went out and got big name free agents and a lot of them uh named the like the culture and and the energy that um coach taylor brings to the the table uh people are speaking very highly of him uh he did get high hired really late into the offseason last year because of the rams uh, run so he didn't have a ton of off season so uh, it took a while for us to even look like a football team let alone compete but if you look at the back half of last year we started um, competing we I think uh, the last like eight games we only lost one by more than a touchdown and we won two and the one that we lost by more than touchdowns was the Patriots um, so we were looking like a lot better of a team uh, part of the problem was our uh, defense wasn't great so I don't know how much he could help but I'm a fan of his I think this year will be the real tell if if he can put together a, a real offense and a real program. Yeah, it's, you know, you guys did go 2-14 and 14 last year, and your close yeah. losses were to teams like uh, the Dolphins and the Browns and the Raiders. So I don't know if there's too much to brag about there just yet. But, um, yeah. Lost but, to the Steelers. Yeah, they, they lost to the Steelers. Well. That's true, yeah. Although the Steelers, yeah, weren't so great last year either. Um, let's, let's come back to, to the offense for one second. So we, we talked about the receivers at tight end, I feel like Tyler Eifert's entire Cincinnati career was all about like, if he's healthy this year, he's going to be great. And they finally moved on from him. And so, um, but I'm looking at the depth chart and ahead of CJ Ozuma, who I've heard of is a guy I've never heard of a drew sample. So give us some drew sample stats or facts. Uh, drew sample uh, was our second round pick last year and he got, and he got hurt um, okay. into the season. So he, we don't really know Where much go to about school? him. Um, I honestly don't remember. Okay. Um, it was kind of like a little bit of a head scratcher pick last year when we took him, but oh. it was like, they, he's a blocker. Like he, so CJ is going to be our like pass catcher, and Drew is like our um, more of our blocking uh, tight end. He was the number one blocking tight end of the college. He's from Washington. Okay, I, I will say this offense, uh, other than I guess Eifert leaving. The, the, it's pretty, and obviously you have a new quarterback, which is uh, nothing uh, minor. But most of the weapons, other than that, are pretty consistent. You have a, you know, all the receivers are back for the most part. Uh, you know, Green's health notwithstanding, and Mixon and Bernard, like you have the same guys in the backfield. So hopefully, there's not too much turnover, and it should be a little bit easier for Burrow than if you're stepping into a system where you know everybody's new. 
I mean, yeah, the big thing that we have going is we got a new quarterback, which is the uh, the biggest yeah. position. We've only upgraded. I mean, getting AJ Green back, assuming he's healthy for Week One, and T Higgins only helps the offense. Yeah. Um, and then the big thing is, um, last year our our first round pick was Jonah Williams, and he didn't play at all. Yeah. And so it's like we're getting both a quarterback and a top ten left tackle infused with a Pro Bowl caliber wide receiver. So. It's not that many new players. It's just our best players were hurt last year, and they're all back this year. So it's a definitely like a an offense that like we have the luxury of them being on the team last year, but the benefit of like it can be really upgraded. Do they have a starting guard named Michael Jordan? I feel yeah. like that should have been a bigger deal last year. <laughs> we do, we do. Did you know, uh, Alex? Did you know that uh, Jordan Kalish, our friend Jordan Kalish's uh, full name is uh, Jordan Michael? Is he named after Michael Jordan or no? I mean, like he was born in 1990. It wasn't like he was born when Jordan was yeah. North Carolina. Mm, Gotta true. be, can't be a complete accident. Yeah, well, so let's talk about the offensive line for a second. So you have Michael Jordan, who we know nothing about, except that he's got a famous name. Jonah Williams is a guy who, you know, I know going into the 2019 draft was a guy I was targeting. And then, as you said, he missed all of last year. So I guess they have high hopes there. But this was one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. And if something were to happen to Burrow, you might as well just, you know, contract the whole franchise. So tell us, other than uh, Jonah Williams, who I think they're going to slot in at left tackle, who is there as a Bengals fan that you have confidence in, uh, in this mediocre line? Um, our center, uh, Trey Hopkins, he actually had really good ratings last year. I mean, you never know with offensive line, did he just do a little bit better than the worst, the worst guys? So it made him look better, but he's actually been really consistent, really solid. He won the job uh, two years ago and, beat out Billy Price for it. So Billy Price is now a backup. Um, it's still kind of a little bit question marks of who our starters are going to be. We have about like five guys fighting for the last three spots. Um, we signed um, Xavier, I can't say his last name, uh, well, Sufa Leo uh, from uh, Dallas. So he's, I mean, he's solid. We'll see if he comes in and we drafted a guy that could play guard. Um, so it's still a little up in the air on who's gonna, who it's going to be, but um, there's competition. We have, like, competent NFL players this year, so hopefully we can put together uh, a, an NFL line. But starting with the uh, anchor at left tackle is huge. It is interesting how this team has so many of the big names from when they were, you know, an, uh, a playoff team every year, you know, three or four or five years ago, Green and, and, and Mixon, and then on the defense – you, you, the line is still anchored by both Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, both of whom have to be getting on in years. They gave a lot of money to DJ Reader to, uh, you know, stuff runs in the middle. And I see uh, in the depth chart, is that the same Mike Daniels from the Packers? Yeah, we, we lost two of our defensive tackle. One went on uh, like opt out and another guy um, got hurt and didn't, and we had to cut him. He didn't pass his physical. So we went out and we just signed Mike Daniels last week. So mm. yes. And then there's another defensive tackle in the depth chart with an amazing name that I'm going to try not to butcher, Freedom Akin Moladun. So tell us about Freedom. <laughs> Freedom, yeah, we, we got him last year as a college free agent. He's mm. a solid guy. I don't know. He's like on the, he's like on the bubble of making the team. He's ah, okay. Like, By the way, the weird thing about this team, team, they have like seven defensive linemen people have heard of and then nobody in the back seven that anyone's ever heard of. Well, they're, well, their linebackers are, might be worse. Like, their linebackers might be the weakest spot of the whole team. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these linebackers. I can't even judge them. I don't know them. Yeah. Let's, so we let's, drafted. Yeah. Oh, you want me to talk about the linebackers? Yeah, sure. Tell us, tell us something about them. Um, so, yeah. So, we have totally – we're starting the process of revamping our linebacker core. Believe it or not, this is a massive upgrade over last year's uh, linebacker core. Um, 
Jermaine Pratt, we drafted last year in the third round, and by the end of the season, he was he, he became a starter and took over. Uh, Josh Brines was a, uh, a Baltimore Raven, so he we kind of brought him to be uh, like the veteran. Um, and then Logan Wilson, we drafted in the third round as well. Um, so those are most likely are going to be our three starting linebackers. So a lot um, of youth at linebacker behind a, uh, an older defensive line. Yes, it's all youth. I think yep. Ryan's has more games played than everybody else on the, the linebacker core almost. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So, I mean, if you're the guys who are actually going to make the team of your like typical six linebackers, you have Brian's and then you have uh, Jermaine Pratt who played one season and then you'll have three rookies who we drafted this year. Um, or undrafted free agent. Now, now let's go to corner for a second. So obviously uh, my coach, Mike Zimmer, uh, was the longtime uh, cornerback guru in Cincinnati. And I guess turnabout is fair play because you signed both Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes from the Vikings uh, this offseason. I was going to say, if you guys are hoping for a lot out of Trey, Trey Waynes and Mackenzie Alexander, I have bad news for you. But now I see that Waynes has hurt himself and may miss the entire season. So you don't even have the guy, sort of the highest price free agent you added there. So the starting corners, I guess, would be Alexander, who at best is like a nickel corner, and and William Jackson the third. Are, are those the starting corners right now? Yeah. So William Jackson is still our number one cornerback on the team. Um, okay. And, uh, and Drake Kirkpatrick is he gone? Because I don't see him. Yes, on the we, cut him. Okay. We, we cut him. Okay, we cut him. Oh, is um, he in the league even? He hasn't been. He's a free agent right now. Okay. Um, Maybe the Vikings so, sign him. Yeah. So we lost uh, Trey Wayne's. Uh, probably he's going to go on the IR, uh, designated to return. He, we might get him back in like week ten. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of rumors that we still have like upwards of 9 million left in our cap space that we're going to go after one of these, um, like veteran cornerbacks, like a Logan Ryan, um, type player or Dre has been named to come in and kind of fill the spot. But we have Darius Phillips, um, who we drafted two years ago in the fifth round. And I don't know if you remember him. He was like a highlight reel in college. Um, he's been our punt returner. He's fun to watch. And last year he played the last couple weeks and got three interceptions, which led the team in interceptions. So there's a lot of, like, maybe it's worth seeing what Darius Phillips uh, has to offer. Um, and then at safety, Von Bell, he was on the Saints for the last couple of years. Yeah. And he's going to start with uh, Jesse Bates. Was he a free agent signer, or did they trade for him? Nope, free agent signing. Oh, because I don't know. How much did they give him? I don't even remember that. Is yeah, a big story. Um, I think I have it open. But um, we gave him, it was, a, I think, a one-year $5 million deal, something like that. Oh, okay. All right. So a lot of turnover, I guess, in the secondary. And, but I guess it can't, it can't get worse than last year. So we have six new starters at least on defense from last year. Um, so we've definitely tried our best to go out there and um, revamp our defense, but we kept our, like our, our guys like Gino and Dunlap and surrounded them by others. Like you can't now double team Gino every play with DJ reader or Mike Daniels next to him. So if you if you take out uh, the guys who were hurt didn't I mean Jonah literally I think didn't play right and AJ Green uh, did AJ Green step on the field for one game or no 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 right he had that there was there was talk of him stepping on the field right he all like if they were good maybe he would have played week seventeen or something but the same with Jonah Williams um, and Jonah Williams so so I I I mean I I don't know how many offensive stars they have but this might be the most turnover of any team in the league if you don't count those guys because they didn't play last year. Uh, offense, yeah, offense, the only real new starter we have um, is going to be um, whoever starts at right guard Bar- and Joe Burrow, and yeah. then if you count A.J. Green. On defense, it's uh, six guys, six or seven guys on defense. You're William Jackson's a starter, Jesse Bates, um, Dunlap, Gino, and Sam Hubbard, that's it. 
What if so? What if Joe Burrow, I guess for both of you, has let's say, what what do we think his ceiling is this year? Like, at better than Kyler last year. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, the bet. What's the best rookie year from a from a top? It's weird because some of them, some of the best years have been from you know, like Dak was a fourth round pick. Let's say. What uh, you know? So what's Burrow's absolute apex for this season? And then like, if he's that. What's the Bengals sort of ceiling? Well, I mean, I'm, like, I'm going to let Zach answer. Yeah. If, I mean, I think it's higher because our schedule isn't difficult. We play a lot of the uh, like weaker teams this year. Like we got the Dolphins, we got uh, the Chargers. Who knows what they're going to be like? We got Jacksonville. We got, we, so we have a lot of, we have, we don't have a very difficult schedule this year. So I, I imagine it's, you know, your ceiling is like 10 games, I guess you'd say. Um, but that's a massive improvement. Two wins to 10 to ten wins. Well, so here, let me put it this way. I have a ranking of the greatest rookie quarterbacks of all time, uh, uh, shockingly. I, although, actually, the shock here is I have not updated it uh, since the end of the 2017 season. So I don't actually have Kyler. or the, uh, But There's not much from Baker and Darnold that would make the top of the list. Uh, the, no, I disagree. Baker absolutely would be in the top 15. Like, it's pretty, mm-hmm. historically, rookie quarterbacks really don't do a lot. So, you know, Dak Prescott, I, well, I mean, I've Otto Graham, uh, the best of all time, but that's from 1946, so kind of hard to count. And then the rest of my list is Dak Prescott, number two, RG3, number three, Russell Wilson, number four, Y.A. Tittle, number five, again, hard to compare, uh, Cam Newton, number six, Charlie Connerly, number seven, that's our third guy from the 1940s, uh, Dan Marino, number eight, uh, Matt Ryan, number nine, and then Deshaun Watson, number 10. He only played half a season, but he was so good in those games. And then Jameis, Ben Roethlisberger. So, it, and actually kind of funny that everybody's either from the 1940s or from the last 10 years. So I, in, in between, I guess, uh, quarterbacks tended to start on the bench in the rookie year. So, you know, let, let's say he has sort of a Carson Wentz type season. Carson Wentz played all 16 games, had 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 3,800 yards. I, you know, a 79 quarterback rating. He was, a, he, was, he was probably around the 22nd best quarterback in the league or something like that, I would guess. But he showed enough that within a couple of years, he was like an MVP candidate. So if, I think a Carson Wentz type season would probably be something you'd be pretty happy with, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, the ideal situation is just at least prove that we really got a real quarterback. That's, yeah. that's like the, 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 the what we all want to see. Um, yeah, what you don't want is like what Keith has in Sam Darnold, where it's still all potential, but you have you don't really have enough confidence that this is going to be your quarterback for the next decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only optimism I guess I have is I think uh, you need to have optimism. It's just none of those guys that you mentioned had as good of a senior year as uh, or last year playing as Joe Burrow did last year, and he looked like a professional. Um, which so. which would you rather, Zach? Uh, would you rather this team? go eight and eight this year, sneak into the seventh spot, the last wild card spot, but Joe Burrow just play really poorly? Or would you rather Joe Burrow look really, really good, but the team go four and 12? Joe Burrow looked really, Joe okay. Burrow, yeah. So you're looking at it from the long haul. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the right answer, right, Keith? Yes. Especially, Zach has seen enough first round playoff. Yeah, playoff what does second. making the playoffs mean then? Nothing. Yeah. Winning a playoff game. Yeah. I mean, okay. if this team. So hold on, hold on. Let me let me revise that. Let me revise that. The okay. same offer as before, but as the seven seed, uh, as as the eight and eight seven seed, you go into the two seed and win a playoff game. You win twenty to seventeen in the first round, and then you get in Baltimore. You know, in no, oh yeah, in Baltimore, and then the next round you lose to the Chiefs sixty-three to two. <laughs> I'll take a playoff win. 
You would take that over four and twelve, but Burrow looked stupendous. But I mean, Burrow can't look terrible if we're if we're making the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Maybe it's all Ryan Finley. You should, uh, okay. Joe, Mix, it, Joe Mixon uh, wins MVP, wins league MVP. <laughs> Joe Mixon runs for 2,200 yards. yards. Yeah. <laughs> we made the playoffs not because of Joe Burrow. I'd rather Joe Burrow. But if he's the star yeah. of the whole season and we make the playoffs, I'll take it with a win. All right. Well, why don't we look at the schedule and uh, play a little bit? But can I ask you a question also? Zach, okay, let's say Burrow plays fine. Maybe he misses a couple of games for whatever reason. They go 5-11, and 4-10. and 10. Being this is the Bengals, I'd assume Zach Taylor is not on the hot seat, right? <laughs> no, Zach Taylor's not in the hot seat. Marvin got over well over a decade. So, I mean, for other teams, you go two and fourteen to start, you'd be you'd you'd be in trouble, right? I think it, I think with the well, there's a lot more of like Katie and Troy, who's Mike's uh, daughter and son-in-law, are starting to take over. I would say that they'll give uh, Coach Taylor at least two to three seasons with uh, with Joe with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Otherwise, I, maybe maybe they will have a shorter leash because we just went, you know, spent all this money on free agents, and we just went out and you know got the first overall pick with Joe Burrow. So maybe they will have a short leash if it's not clicking. I was at also all. like a high variance uh, coaching hire. Like it's a smart coaching hire if you're you know swinging for the fences. But there is a possibility that at some point this year I was like, all right, he's not the guy. This is not working. Whatever. Okay, but who's the better coach, Taylor? Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights or Coach Zach Taylor? Without I think they could both beat me up. Even yeah. though I once claimed I could beat up uh, couple, Coach Taylor. A couple of good-looking young men, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, Zach, let's, let's look at the schedule. I, I think we'll this see. coach is probably better because that Coach Taylor always won games on, like, 99-yard like fumble yeah. returns with no, with <laughs> yes. no time left. Yes. <laughs> Although th- that coach did not have Joe Burrow. I mean, he was starting uh, – Saracen was, like, uh, you know, really not a, uh, uh, an elite-caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a different situation. All right, let's start week one at home, maybe in front of fans. Who knows? against the Los Angeles Chargers. They're also starting a rookie quarterback, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, I would say they'd probably start Tyrod in week one, but who knows? Hard to is say this on me point. to pick? Yeah, this is on you to pick. You're the fan. Oh, I'll go with Bengals. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, you go at Cleveland in week two on Thursday night, so short rest. Um, we'll, uh, we'll lose our first game. Okay. All right. So one and one, but Joe Burrow does win his debut. Week three, you go at the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think we go, we lose. Okay. And then you play Jacksonville at home in week four. I think we win that game. All right. So two and two, not a bad start. Uh, it gets a little bit harder. Now you have to go at Baltimore and at Indianapolis in consecutive games. Um, we're going to lose at Baltimore. I, and Indy is a wild card because who knows how River is going to mesh, but we'll probably, if Rivers plays decent, we'll lose. So I'll All go right, with so a loss there. You dropped a two and four. The Cincinnati at Indianapolis game uh, right now is slated to be on Fox. It's one of those uh, crossover games, even though it's two CBS teams. Uh, I guess uh, you're, as a Cincinnatian and a Reds fan as well, uh, what's your take on uh, Tom Brenneman's uh, <laughs> comments in the, in the game the other night? I mean, Marty is his dad is such a legend, yeah. and so we I've been raised on listening to like Marty Brenneman, and you know, always ecstatic about Tom. Like, you know, we thought we had another Brenneman for a while. I mean, it would his comment was just said so naturally, <laughs> like it's it's not like it was like immediately right. in front of probably dozens of his coworkers. Like, well, we he just, he is a natural because the way that he uh, interrupts his um, you know apology to call the home run is uh, one of uh, the unintentionally hilarious, uh, most hilarious home run calls of all time. I think. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And no, he's in, he's incredible at what he does in terms of you know broadcasting, you know. But he, they just said today the, the he works for Fox ultimately, yeah. and the and Fox just pulled. He him will not be doing him. this game. Yeah, uh, Akiva, is there a more, a more nepotistic industry than being a sports announcer? Well, yeah. I mean, I was saying to Antonio uh, Mazzaro, who's a uh, you know a lifetime Cincinnatian, yeah, um, that you know this is a guy who is like a diet Joe Buck, right? He's like, you know, uh, Jack Buck and Marty Brenneman, like they're, you know, similar level. Like Marty Brenneman, he's not as well known as Vince Scully, but he's an absolute legend. I have to admit, before last night, I had never heard of Marty Brenneman. No, he's, really? he's like, a, he's a legendary broadcaster. Yeah, Hall of Fame. Uh, I think Antonio said that he's in like every commercial when you go to the breaks, though. Like well, yeah, well, Herb Carneal yeah, is like that for the Twins, but I don't know if he has a national reputation. No, nobody's ever heard of Herb. Yeah, but so, but so it's not really comparable to Buck or Scully or something. No, like not that. comparable. He's to a local Buck. legend. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I assume Marty Brenneman did build a lot of World Series, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, Marty Brenneman, I mean, there was the, the World Series in the 70s, and uh, Cincinnati had this radio broadcast that went over, like, 40 states, so you could get the Reds games in, like, 40 states for a long time. Like, throughout so, the South. Weren't they the team? Uh, they were the team of the South, for sure, before the Braves, no, the Braves. moved from Milwaukee. No, before the Braves oh, moved yeah, from yeah, Milwaukee yeah. to Atlanta. Yes, so. Yeah, yeah so yeah. It, people listen to Reds games. and Yeah. All right, so two and four, you come home to put, to play Cleveland again. I think we beat Cleveland and Cincinnati. All right, three and four, and then at home against Tennessee, can they get to five hundred going into the bye? I think so. Wow, so four and four. The headlines across the country are Joe Burrow, uh, rookie Joe Burrow, and the Bengals five hundred in November. Can they make a run at that wild card? Uh, you start at Pittsburgh after the bye. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be healthy? If he's healthy, we'll lose. Okay, he's so not. You're four and yeah, five, we'll but then one. you have the easiest stretch of your schedule. Really, really uh, getting lucky to face the, uh, the NFC least this year. You play at Washington, and you play home against the Giants, and you go at Miami. So I how many of those three can win? Win, win, win. Wow. So all of a sudden, they are seven and five, and really in the driver's seat for a playoff game, although it's going to get tougher uh, as we get into December. You play the Cowboys at home in week 14? Uh, I, I don't I think we lose that game. All right, so seven and six, and then you're at home on Monday night against the Steelers. Seven and six Bengals, maybe eight and five Steelers. Dun, 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 dun. See, I'm going to say we win that because I think the Joe Burrow narrative on national TV will. Okay, so eight and six. Go into Houston. This is a game for, like, seeding at this point. Yeah, I think we lose that game. All right, eight and seven, and then the final game of the year, uh, probably a must-win to make the playoffs. Uh, Maybe you're hoping that Baltimore's locked into the one or the two seed or something like that, but – yeah. But with only one bye this year, you know, teams really have to play. Um, I'm not saying they're literally locked into their position. So are you going to give that a win or a loss? A loss. All right, so 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, That's what I said they would do last year, and I was slightly off. But uh, that would be a tremendous season. And um, Joe Burrow obviously has to be the rookie of the year if this team goes 8-8, eight and eight, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But in, like, when I went through that, did it feel like any of the wins I picked was like a huge stretch? I mean, when a team is 2-14, and 14, every win is a huge stretch, I would say. But, um, yeah. yeah, but they, they do have an easy schedule. Like it. Yeah. Yes, it didn't feel like it. All right, so Akiva, the over-under is five and a half. Our friend Zach is obviously, you know, all over that over. But uh, Akiva, what do you say? I think that you're essentially betting on how good Burrow is going to be. I'm going to go under, I think. It's a low number. I, I think the offensive line has potential to be a little better than people think, just if Jonah Williams is great. But it's also basements being the worst offensive line. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there's, you know, like we said, the, sec- the no team in the league would tra- trade for this linebacker group unless they love one of the rookies. 
Um, defensive line is the best part of the team, but those guys are all insanely old. Yeah, they're all old, and it's not great when you're, you know, marquee free agent acquisition at cornerback, who isn't that great anyways, but he's definitely a serviceable starting NFL No, those guys but, are fine. That's like the strength of their team. No, but I'm saying but Trey Wayne's is out now, so if he misses the whole yeah, season, yeah, that's right, a big problem. Right, right, True, true, true. Mackenzie Alexander uh, should not be a starting cornerback. Right, so Mixon is a good player, and, the, and then the receiving uh, group, yeah. group is good. So there's definitely, obviously, tools there for Joe Burrow if they can give him, like, the slightest bit of time to actually throw the football you know, to succeed. But uh, yeah, so this I, team, I think 5-11 and 11 is reasonable. This team is 29th in our power rankings, and you had them 29, Akiva. I had them 29, and the listeners had them 29. So uh, consensus there. So 5.5 is probably a pretty good number. I'm not, I'm not sure which way I would go, really. Their schedule is very easy. That's really a, a real reason I would hesitate to, to pick the under. They have a very easy schedule. Yeah, and I also think one of the things that you mentioned was, like, with our offensive line, Andy Dalton had some strengths averting – defensive lineman was not one of them. Joe, Joe Burrow is definitely way lighter on his feet. So I think that he'll be able to stretch plays a little bit better and give some of our weapons some more time, even right off the bat. Yeah, how do you feel to no longer have to root for a redheaded quarterback? I just want to win games at this point. <laughs> Don't you remember that was a thing when he was first drafted? Like some idiot scout said, like, oh, a redhead can't be a good quarterback. I do remember that. He was yeah. great when we, as a rookie. He was, his first few years, he was great. In fact, didn't we once with you on this preview podcast uh, make our list of the greatest redheaded? Uh... Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply